بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد my brothers and sisters we had uh, our annual interfaith iftar meeting the other day Monday and uh, in that meeting I met a very interesting person from Brattleboro uh, who was the rabbi from there and uh, first time I'm meeting him very nice person and he asked some he asked me after that he sent me an email and he asked me some uh, very interesting questions and uh, i thought i'd share that with you share the questions with you and uh, my answers because i think that some of these questions are probably also in the minds of uh, some of our people uh, the root of these questions of course is what the uh, what people have done to the divine books that were revealed and uh, thereby they created their own problems so his question was he says mirza bhai do you believe that every word in the book and he's capitalized that the book by which i guess he means the quran uh, should be accepted literally and then he says example that the first life on earth was adam adam alayhisalam now i have no idea where he got that from but anyway Now, this is an issue that torments so many people in so many religions. So, I said to him that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in his book, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم هو الذي أنزل عليك الكتاب من هوايات محكمات هن أم الكتاب بأخروا متشابهات فأما الذين في قلوبهم زيغ فيتبعون ما تشابه منه بتغاء الفتنة ان In this are ayat that are entirely clear and they are the foundations of the book which are the ahkam and the hudud and faraid and so on and other ayat which are not entirely clear. So as for those in whose, in whose hearts there is a deviation from the truth, there is fitna in their hearts, there is a disease in their hearts, they follow that which is not entirely clear thereof seeking fitna, seeking trouble, seeking trials and seeking for its hidden meanings. But none knows its hidden meaning save Allah. And those who are firmly grounded in knowledge, they say, we believe in it. The whole of it, clear or unclear, are from our Rabb, Jalla Jalaluhu. And none receive admonition, none receive warning and guidance, except people of understanding. And this is in Tafsir Tabari. Now, this is our basic belief that the Quran Al-Kareem is the revealed word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That it is not a created thing. It is the actual speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who spoke to us through his messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We accept it as it is and believe it to be perfect and good for all time. We believe that since it is the word of our creator, there will be things in it which will always be unclear for us. We believe that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had wanted to make them clear, he would have done that. So we don't ask questions, nor do we conjecture or philosophize. We accept whatever he told us as the truth and I said the capital T is intentional, and are most grateful to him for revealing it to us. So whatever is clear and commanded, we obey without question or interpretation according to our limited understanding, 
and what is not clear we accept it as it is and leave it alone and then i said as for your statement above example that the first life on earth was adam i said the quran does not say that at all the quran does not say that adam was the first life on earth the first life on earth was not human because when when adam and hawa peace be upon both of them were sent down from heaven they found everything they needed to live including food and shelter already there that includes all the life forms birds animals and so on and what not came before that before they did this shows that they came before the quran only says that allah subhanahu wa taala created adam and hawa alayhim alayhim salam as prototypes for the human race and started the process of propagation of the human race from them this does not preclude the possibility of multiple humanoids and so on but it states that we humans as we know ourselves are the children of adam and hawa alayhim salam this is like saying for example you know that if you look at a gorilla and you say that every other form of primate every other form of monkey <coughs> from the chimpanzee to the langur to the capuchin to the squirrel monkey and so on are evolving to become gorillas i mean this is this is obviously nonsense um, these are all independent uh, species and they exist simultaneously and there's nothing wrong with understanding that that then i said that is why adam and hawa alayhi wasallam were never infants or toddlers or teenagers thank goodness they opened their eyes as adults adam was created alayhi wasallam in alayhi salam in his own image that is in the image of adam as allah subhanahu wa taala conceptualized it adam was created in his own image who is that his is adam alayhi salam himself like a table would be created in the image of a table as the carpenter conceptualized it the table doesn't look like the carpenter it wouldn't be much use as a table if it did so also adam didn't look like allah ali jalla jalaluhu he is not his child he is not the child of allah we are not children of allah we are children of adam and hawa alayhimus alayhim salam that to me is perfectly logical and not in conflict with anything in science including the origin of species which incidentally i have read i refer to the last section of it where charles darwin himself stated that he did not intend it to be taken as the truth but as his journey in the path of discovery and that's my words and his meaning our problem is that we take doctrine and try to make it human and take human words and try to make them into doctrine and that's why people are anguished the anguish belongs to those who wish for it in fact there is no need for anguish finally the book the quran al karim is a book of ayat it's a book of signs not a book of science so we don't look for specific facts in the quran just like we don't look for specific divine commands or guidance in a book of physics for each branch of knowledge we go to its experts remembering that all knowledge comes from the same source allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu then he said i wrestle a good deal with the challenge of accepting literally all that is in the torah that is the justification for slavery the justification for stoning a young person who disobeys meaning adultery and much more now i said to him that there is no justification for slavery if slavery is not wrong nothing is wrong the only slavery is a slavery to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to our creator slavery to man slavery of man to man is haram now this is the problem with changing the scripture if you change the scripture it's no longer scripture uh, as for stoning the adulterer the law in islam is as follows both part both participants i mean the people indulging in adultery for want of a better word must be married so obviously to other people so if two married people commit adultery and then there are four independent eyewitnesses to the act 
And this means that they must actually see the act of penetration. Clearly, this is possible only when the act is done totally in public, which is not that uncommon in the summer in many countries in Europe and in Australia. I'm not sure about America. Stoning in that case is the punishment because such an act happening in these circumstances means that society has been corrupted to such an extent that a strong, horrible, brutal wake-up call is necessary. In practice, in all the years of the life of our Prophet Muhammad he ruled for this only in one case and that was for a woman who confessed and kept on insisting that she be punished over, two, two, over more than two years until he sentenced her. When it was done, a few drops of blood spilled on one of the men who cursed her. When Rasulullah heard that, he said, don't curse her. Allah has forgiven her. Her repentance was enough for all the people of Medina if it could have been spread out for them. A man came to Umar al-Khattab, who people think was a very, he was very strong, but people think he was sometimes very severe uh, and confessed to adultery. He asked him if there were witnesses. The man said, there are no witnesses except Allah. But I am so troubled that I want you to punish me with the punishment that is prescribed because I don't want Allah to punish me when I meet him. Umar said, repent to Allah and don't talk about that which Allah chose to cover for you. Now go. And he sent him on his way with a whack of his durra, with a whack of his stick. Now that's it. Now that's how we understand the uh, stoning law. And it's interesting that he, that, interesting that, that this question, uh, his next question I will tell you tomorrow inshallah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us free from all shukuk and shubuhat, all, all uh, doubts and, uh, and, and, and confusion and to make his deen clear, which he already made, but make it clear for us to, uh, to, to, uh, to follow in, in the way that pleases him.